Hello everyone and welcome back to the Nerd Table. So much to discuss this week. We've got a couple of movie reviews, including a comparison by Dan. We've got an entertainment challenge to entertain you and possibly make us laugh. We have our next round of shoutouts where I get personal and really put you guys over. But I need assistance to do this. So please welcome my two co-hosts in crime. First... Broadcasting from the south of the location from which I am broadcasting. Please say hello to Dan Peck. I am to your south, indeed. And broadcasting to the west of where I am located at. I would say a a west-by-northwest situation. Uh, Something like that, yeah. Because he gets more snow than I do. So you say hello to Eric Flores. Well, hello there. And Eric uh, is just going to shout the whole episode because he is super, super stoked for his new setup. Oh, did I did it come out across as shouting? I wasn't really shouting. Well, you you sounded loud and happy. Oh, which is based just basically I you. am loud and happy. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's getting cold, and I don't fucking like it. You don't like yeah, we've had to turn meat. the heater on at night uh, this week. It's starting. It's starting. Yeah. Aww. How sad. I'm also at that point where I don't know. Should I Should I hand out candy this year? Like, oh. is COVID <laughs> over? Like, I know it's not, but it... We handed out candy what, last what? year for crying out loud, so... Oh, did you? I didn't. You know what? I don't think we we were, we were home for Halloween last year, so I don't think we did any candy. I think we were I both mean, working. I don't do it. The the women folk do it. The the women folk, Dan. Yep. And that's and literally weird. See now, I say things, and friends of mine are like, "That's racist." I'm like, "No, it's literally that. Like, it's actually that wouldn't even I be racist." The women. That would be no, sexist. I, like, about other things. Like when I talk about <laughs> women are their own race. <laughs> I was talking about oh, we got to pay those Mexicans to mow our lawn, dude. That's racist. Like, no, it's literally a group of Mexicans. Have you ever heard the that Vince McMahon story? I have a Vince story for everything. His, <laughs> I swear. Well, his lawn, his lawn crew in his giant mansion in Stamford, Connecticut, is like, or not Stamford. He lives in Greenwich. He, uh, the, the lawn crew is like the Lambrini brothers or something like that because they all have Italian names up there, but not one of them is Italian. So he would always make jokes about that. Cause you know, Vince is an upscale citizen who totally isn't a racist at all. Obviously. Obviously. So we have, we have quite a bit going on. This week in nerd news and fun and everything, Sora has officially been released for Smash Brothers. I have yet to actually sit down and play as him, but I'm going to get a little bit of time to do that tomorrow. I watched someone play him. He has some good juggles. I- I've heard he's actually a pretty fairly balanced character. So He has like two moves you can do back to back and you can pretty much, if you've got someone with a high percentage, you'll definitely beat him with that combo. I was having a lot of fun doing the spirit board the other day because what the spirit board is, you can unlock little... So there's, like, however many playable characters as fighters, and then there's, like... Thousand. Five thousand spirits you can unlock, and they're all 
other Nintendo characters from other franchises, like Goombas, for example. And you can use them and give your fighter a little bit of a, of a gimmick boost. And depending on the character and the affiliation of the game, you know, there's the easy stuff you can unlock and then the hard stuff. And one of the ones I saw was Latios and Latias which are Pokemon. And I'm like, well, I want those because they only show up on the board for like five minutes and then you can challenge for them. And then every five minutes, the board resets and you get to challenge for another one, except for the downloadable characters, like anything involved with Banjo-Kazooie or Tekken or final or fatal fury or whatever you can, you can do those at your own leisure. So if I see a character I really want, I go for the challenge and they're all, there, it's usually like you challenge this character and there's a gimmick involved with it. Like you have to – the one I did, it was King K. Rule, and he's gigantic, but he doesn't move. But you have to kill his hit points in a minute, and it's actually harder than it sounds because even though you can just wail on him, his hit points don't go, don't go down that fast, and you only have X amount of time to do it. So I had to find a character that was really overpowered that could just – destroy him, and I went with old reliable Pikachu. Oh, the spark. No, the thunder. The thunder was actually working for it. You been. Because he can't move, so he's an easy target. Yeah. If I need a small, fast character, I always go with Pikachu or Isabel. But if I need a powerhouse, I always choose Bayonetta or Richter. I, don't, I always pick Richter and never Simon. I think I just like the name Richter better. Richter Belmont. Richter Belmont. Simon's got the girly hair. He's the pretty boy. I mean, not that it really matters. They're both badasses. But I usually go with them. And then, I and, and no matter what the situation, I never pick Pichu. We've established this long ago on the show that Pichu sucks. Yeah, terrible Pokemon. In general, yes. The baby. It is. I don't care what he is. He's fucking terrible. He's garbage and nobody should play him. <laughs> so I might do a little bit of fun this weekend, do a little streaming. Uh, I have plans to stream the new Animal Crossing content when it comes out. That'll be November the 5th. We're almost there. And I have plans to stream the Grand Theft Auto pack when that comes out. And I believe that's the 11th. So. Yep. I have it pre-ordered. So. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that myself. So that, that'll be fun for the streams. Um, the extra live stream, I want to promote that really quickly. Uh, sadly, so Eric Nintendo will not be part of that. Nintendo says physical, physical won't be in stores until December 7th. I just read from Nintendo. Oh, that's fine. Then I'll just get it on digital. I've got, I've got plenty of space. All right. So the, uh, the Among Us extra life stream will be on Saturday, November the 6th. We don't have a time set yet, but we're still getting active participants. Sadly, Eric will not be among them, because he's going to be in a fun city instead. going to be in Detroit. <laughs> so you're going to be playing real life among us. I'm just like, saying. oh god, please don't stab me. Please don't stab me. Where'd he go? He just vented. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like our usual crew ha is going to be signed up for it. It sounds like we got Randy on board, Mancubus, Jay, and he's bringing Zeke. The Fiend, of course. Uh, no word from Jackpot yet, but he's he usually confirms. Dan will be on for a little bit. Uh, Hannah marked it on her calendar. 
So it's all going to depend on whether or not she gets the day off. Miranda did get the day off, so she's going to be joining us. Uh, my other friends, Heather and Vivian, are interested. And I believe both of them might be available. And if Heather plays, we might get Russ as well. Because they'd be married, unless Russ is working on the railroad. No word from McThing. Or not Rob, who seems to have disappeared off the face of well, the earth. I, I, I've heard that when you're working on the railroad, it's all the live long day. It is. Uh, Kyle said he should be available. So we've got it. We've got a pretty good turnout here. So we'll probably be able to go over 10 for the first time ever. Uh, but old Al, you rise wherever you are, buddy. Still waiting to hear from you. But we'll probably do a couple of a couple of base matches, get everybody reacclimated who hasn't played in a while. And uh, for some of the people who really haven't played in a while or haven't really played with our crew, that'll give them some time. But we're gonna plan couple hours, do the charity stream, and I'm looking forward to it. And since it's not going to be an all-day affair for Among Us, I will be doing some Animal Crossing, because new content comes out the day before, as part of the charity stream as well. Links will be up for all of you guys out there. I'm not going to ask or force anyone to donate, but if you can at least share the stream, I'm going to be doing it exclusively on Twitch, by the way. I want the whole thing in one location. So if you can please share the link to the to the Extra Life page, which I will provide to everyone when the time comes, because that's where the Twitch stream will actually be on the Extra Life page. So people just have to go there to view, and then they can make their donations at the same time. I think the only thing that might be limited is the chat feature, but if we're going to be playing Among Us, don't worry too much about the chat feature because... It's kind of hard to follow the chat when I'm following everything else happening on screen. So, uh, I have tried to convince Kyle to get Katie to play with us. Because, you know, Eric, I need to give Katie another reason to get mad at me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, just murdering her in cold blood at a game she's never played. <laughs> you know, just saying. You know, then she gets the opportunity to do it back at you. I also really want Glenn to play because I think he would really have fun, not just with the game, but with this crew because he does know a decent amount of them. So, Glenn, if you're listening to this, you please, we would we would very much appreciate that. And I know you've had interest in the past, so so we'll see what happens. Uh, I have a friend Nicole who's expressed interest, not the same Nicole who does play with us, but so we might have two of them. Oh God, double the mm. Nicoles. Now there's two of them. <laughs> now there's two of them. But I went through the list of people in our Discord chat, um, and I reached out to people who I knew at least had interest in playing. Um, haven't really heard from Eddie or Chev. I know Jeff does not have interest. Uh, if he hears this and changes his mind, he's more than welcome to play. I also haven't reached out to my cousin, but I can do that. But I think we'll get a really good stream going, and I will very much appreciate people sharing the link and trying to encourage people to donate, because it's for a good cause. It raises money for sick children. It's an annual event. I know you can do it more often, but I like participating in the, the actual Extra Life Day. So. so there we go. That's my little plug right there. So we'll get the plug out of the way. And I'm going to turn things over to Dan. Uh, Dan, I believe you watched a movie this week. 
potentially two movies. Yeah, at first I just strolling through my Twitter and I just saw news that broke 45 minutes ago. Hayden Christensen will be Darth Vader in Ahsoka. Yes, I did see that. So he's going to be in flashbacks for that and in flashbacks on the Obi-Wan show as well. I'm actually excited about that. That that sounds pretty cool. Sweet. I'm glad he's like back in. You know what I mean? Well, it wasn't his fault that George Lucas didn't know how to direct his acting. I've seen him act well in other things. That wasn't the issue. <laughs> Just that he doesn't know how to write an actual love story. Yes. He also right, tries really hard to get his sense of humor to work, which doesn't. Anyway. So, uh, Dune came out this week. And I decided I'm going to watch the old Dune from the 80s. By David Lynch and right. watch the new one. So do me a quick favor, Dan. I don't know anything about Dune other than it's a, called Dune and it's a sci-fi story. <laughs> so please, please enlighten those of us who are unfamiliar with the source material. What exactly is happening? Okay, so Dune is a book by Frank Herbert and it actually spans a whole series of books. Basic story idea. Holy shit. Um, okay. The universe is kind of ran through this thing called the Spice. Uh, it makes interstellar travel possible, and it does all kinds of stuff, and it's important to whoever is in charge of that planet is pretty much the most powerful person in the universe. So, uh, the Atreides family are gaining popularity amongst the universe, and the uh, emperor of the universe is not down with that shit! So he kind of plans an inner coup. He's going to take the Harkonnen family, who is used, used to be in charge of the planet Arrakis, or Dune, that has the spice. He's going to put them out of power, put them back on their home planet, put the Atreides from their ocean planet to that planet so that they can be easily killed off by either the desert or the Harkonnens being pissed about it. Is the plume. Is the overarching plan. But the boy Paul, he's got powers. He is the chosen one. There is a, a sect of really powerful women called the Bene Gesserit. And uh, they have, like, abilities. Like, they have, like, the voice, and it's, like, a special way of talking that will make people do whatever you say. And they have, like, a prophecy that there's going to be... It's only women, and there's a prophecy that there will one day be a man that is better than all the women. It's going to be this kid. Paul. Basically, this guy can cast a charm person like nobody's business. Yeah. There's a but really, same... really awful joke I can make right there. But there's I... a man that's better than all women. Isn't that any man? Oh, that was... oh Jesus. <laughs> Why, Dan? Why? I said it was an awful joke. 
I did specify awful. In my specific life, I live myself in a matriarchy, so... I've I've said multiple times, and I I I tr- truly believe that women are the superior sex, like in in every way. The, the men are not in charge of my family, and have never been in charge of my family. Yeah. And I'm talking like extended by generations. Dude, my grand my grandmother's a ball buster. <laughs> you can't you can't mess with her. Now I I I I've said that before. That's why I this this is such a this is such an asshole thing to think. But because I do truthful because I do truthfully believe that women are superior to men, I feel like I can make all the jokes I want because I don't actually believe it. And I know somebody's going to be like, "Well, that's just bullshit." Well, you're probably right. Anyway, back to the superior women. <laughs> Actually, we're going to a different thing. On the on the desert planet, there are people called the Fremen, and they live in the wilds. Why is there always a desert planet? What is the fascination with friggin' desert planets? Because it's... I fucking hate sand. <laughs> Sand's everywhere, dude. There's even, like, an old saying about how you wash your ass on Arrakis. Oh, God. <laughs> but... you, you wash your Arrakis? S? Arrakis? I don't know, but they have. They also have like a a, a foretold thing about some guy's going to show up and he's going to know your ways before he even sees you, and he's going to lead you to victory. And it's him too. Congratulations, he's both of them. <laughs> okay. And so they do the thing where they kill everybody, and him and his mother escape. And they find the Fremen, and then they defend the Fremen, and he fulfills all his prophecies, and he teaches them some cool ways to fight people, and they fight the Harkonnens and take the planet back. Okay. It's the essential story. Is this all happening in the first book? Yes, that's all in the first book. Okay. That is the first book. In, you know... A couple of paragraphs. Oh god, is it the Battle of the Five Armies all over again? No, it's just two armies. <laughs> and what a battle it was! Now let's make it into a whole well, entire movie. It's two armies and then two armies again, but it's you know a third army because it's not because the, the one army gets killed <laughs> in the first fight. So. All right, so first movie, David Lynch directs, and some parts of it are very David Lynchian. If you watched anything, any of his stuff, mm. like Twin Peaks, there's some fucked up shit that makes no sense. I think they do a relatively good job telling the story. They tell it in like two hours and 15 minutes. So parts of it are very rushed. Because the whole getting to the point, you get to, they're at their home, they get told by the Emperor to go to the other planet. They eventually go to the other planet. The counterattack happens. The Duke gets killed. They escape. That's like half, the first half of the book. And then it's them in the desert 
they find the Fremen, they learn from the Fremen, they teach the Fremen, they build an army, they win, that's the other half. But when you're making a movie, the first half of the book is has the more interesting stuff to make a movie about. Because the second half of the book is, movie-wise, is boring, and then there's a couple of really great battle scenes. Okay. So, David Lynch movie is about an hour and 45 minutes of the before, and then they kind of just go to the Fremen, and they teach the Fremen, and then they win. In, like, the last half hour. Jeez. Okay. Although I still think he did a pretty good job, considering it's the it was the mid to late eighties. I think it was eighty seven it came out. So it's I think they did as good a job as they could with a not major movie 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 people because it was a Dino De Laurentiis film. Are there who who stars in it? Anybody who became famous Kyle, or uh, this has a great cast. Oh my god. It's a lot of, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> uh, David Lynch Dune. So Paul is played by 1984. Fuck. So it's as old as I am. Kyle McLaughlin is uh, Paul. Okay. Who, of course, is the, he's the, uh, what's his face in Twin Peaks? See, I'm not going to know. I don't know a lot of those actors by their by their names. I'd know them more by like what they did. Like you said, it, it was that guy from that thing that I saw that one time. He's the Twin Peaks guy, Sir Patrick Stewart. Okay, well, I'm always down with Sir Patrick Stewart. Sting, and by Sting, I mean the musician. Yes, I'm aware. No, it's not the wrestler Sting mm-hmm. appearing in friggin. Dune. I don't even know was he wrestling in eighty four yet. He was probably still doing Blade Runner shit. Probably. Oh man, uh, Jose Ferrer was the emperor. Jose, 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 Jose. It was a lot of people that Lynch works with a lot. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Anybody else? That's the thing, right? That a lot of directors have their favorite people. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tim Burton. I was about to say. <laughs> if Tim Burton's directing, you can guarantee, you can name at least four cast members pretty much effortlessly. Uh, Sean Young is in it. She was in... Uh... Dude, she was in Blade Runner. So, and Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yes, she was uh, Einhorn. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Virginia Madsen. What a great movie that was. All right. So, Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow, okay. All right, so it's quite a crazy list. So it's got a good cast. Now, I'm going to ask the question that <clears throat> is going to be the, uh, the, the standard clueless fanboy doesn't know understand question 
Can you explain the sandworms or the giant worms or whatever that I know are associated with the story? Okay. What do you want to know? Well, what what's the... Are they an integral part of it? Or is that like, it's just like the sci-fi creature that's in it and thus it became known as something? They just uh, happened to be in there because they were also filming Beetlejuice around the same time. And it, uh, <laughs> So sandworms are the the biggest natural threat other than the fact that you're in the middle of a fucking desert. <laughs> okay. I was about to uh, say, I thought the sun or the... Or... <laughs> you have to walk without rhythm. Well, attract the worm. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yeah, that, that's that... what that line is from. You know, in your fucking... Yeah. Okay. Rockefeller skank, whatever the fuck. So what's your overall opinion on the 1984 Dune? Is it worth my time to actually watch it now that you've seen what this if new one is? If you want to watch, I think it's pretty good. But if you want to watch a one that's, real, that's super close to the actual book, you're going to want to watch the one that came out this week, except for it's not the entire book. Yes, because I heard they were doing they were doing it in stages because they're trying to get more. Wait, wait, wait! A more of the source I thought material. It was like three hours long, though, isn't it? Two hours and thirty five minutes, and it ends with them joining the Fremen. What's that like? Halfway That's through the book? It. Okay, that is a little bit more than halfway through. The book. <laughs> this is chapter two. No, it's kidding. <laughs> it's the Battle of the Five Armies all over again. Hey, this paragraph from this one chapter would make a hell of a movie. Screw it. We're doing The Hobbit in three. Who's do, who's directing this? Fucking Peter Jackson? I'm kidding. Actually, uh, who... Villeneuve? Yeah, I was about to ask, who is, who did direct the new one? Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Villeneuve, right? Like, uh... Villain. New villain? IMDB. Yeah, Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Uh, bomb ass fucking cast in this one too. Chalamet is the boy. Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Stellan Skarsgård, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, Dave Bautista, Bautista. David Dostum, <laughs> that guy. That was Polka Dot Man. Okay, he's you know, in there. You know what I find funny? Thanks to Guardians of the Galaxy, more people know Dave Batista as an actor than know him as a pro wrestler. And I'm just Is like, true and I'm just like, that's the guy. Uh, I I think it's probably true at that, at this point, like people know, I'm sure people know that he came from wrestling, but, but like, like if I'm like, Oh, Dave Batista, most people I know are going to be like, Oh, Drax a destroyer. But if you're like, Hey, Dave Batista, I'm going to go, I'm going to go basketballs. Don't hold grudges. I'm like, ah, I don't know. You didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> you just no. you you sound like you were about to yell, and then you just your mic just cut well, out. I did. I purposely didn't yell because I don't want to watch your villains. I was like, I walk alone. Do 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 do. I walk for miles inside this pit of danger. This has been karaoke night at the nerd table.
Dude, I had a friend in college, Jimbo, who I don't think is listening to this, but if he is, I'll give him a shout out. Jimbo didn't know shit about wrestling, but he knew who Dave Batista was. This is, of course, when he was still just a wrestler. And he loved Dave Batista's machine gun that he did, where he would come out and do, like, the fake machine gun. Mm-hmm. Where he would, like, shoot his fists off and everything. And he always did that when we would be drunk in college and having parties. And he always did it without a shirt on. This guy's probably, like, 135 pounds soaking wet. So here comes the chick- here comes the pale chicken wing. To do the Dave Batista machine gun. Does he drop the bomb too? Oh, all the time. He's like, I love Batista. Batista's the man. <laughs> I hated Batista. <laughs> he also loves the Mets. So that should tell you what his taste is. Sorry, Jimbo. I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, so this one is really, really good. Um, but here's the thing. I don't think... You can follow either of them unless you've read the book. Okay, so sorry. You are con- <laughs> you are convincing me to read the book. Got it. I think this one's the new one is probably easier to follow if you read the book. But it's like those last few Harry Potter movies where it's like I'd be lost if I hadn't read the books. <laughs> like who the fuck is Dobby? Okay. Well, it's actually a good point. <laughs> Especially if you watch them as they came out, because like Dobby was like seven years ago. <laughs> Seriously. And they wanted to cut Creature entirely? Yeah, but she was like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, you, you can't you can't cut Creature. I'm telling you, I'm writing the last book right now, and you're not going to want to cut Creature. Uh, how about Winky? Yeah, you can get rid of Winky. Winky's Winky sucks. Let's get rid of the whole spew thing all together. You got your hands full with just the Triwizard Tournament. Oh man! So, I mean, yeah, I do, oh. I do recommend, I recommend the second one, the new one, but it's not the whole story. And they have, they haven't, they have done nothing towards the second one. I'm guessing, depending upon how it does, they'll finish the story later. I think they probably well, will. Yeah. At this point, I feel like who who's who's the studio behind it? Well, it's on HBO Max, so it's got to be one of the HBO conglomerate group. Yeah, they'll finish it then, because HBO doesn't give a fuck. HBO is just like we're losing money on this. Continue making it. Whatever. They're like the Disney of the 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 television. But you know what? Here's here's my thing, right? If you're committed to finishing something and you know it's got a fan base, even though it's not doing well at the box office or whatever, and you still finish it, I think that says more about your integrity as a filmmaker than anything else. It is Warner Brothers slash Legendary. Oh, yeah, they'll finish it. They'll make sure they finish it. It's just uh, they've done no work on the new one, so it might be another five years. So that... yeah, fundraiser, fundraiser campaign. <laughs> I'll post finish. You know what? They'll probably two. finish this before we get the new Grand Theft Auto game, so it's it's fine. 
Pretty much, yeah. All right, so I I don't know. I mean, I actually think that Dune sounds pretty cool. It it's not something I ever really knew that much about. I know it it has its cult following and everything, but for somebody who didn't know much, the description does sound like something I'd actually be interested in. What's a book that was like always on the summer reading list, but I was always like do homework during the school year. You think I'm gonna do shit during fucking during break? That's like my thing. Is I love reading books, but you can't tell me what book to read because then I'm gonna hate the book. I have to read books on my own terms. Hey, well, yeah. Alrighty, well. We talked about Dune. I'm going to quickly rewind the clock here. So before we went on the air last weekend, I actually watched Halloween Kills. And I think I actually neglected to even mention that I had watched it. But I wasn't going to say anything about it until at least a week had passed. So I could give my thoughts on the movie. I'm not going to... I'm going to try to not give too many spoilers or anything. But I will say that there are some things that I think are worth talking about. First things first, I have seen a lot of negative feedback on this movie. And, yeah, I, I I think I get it. I think I understand why some people didn't care for it. So that's not going to be one of those things where I'm going to be like, oh my god, it was so good, how could you possibly have hated it? No, I, I think I do kind of get it. It is, uh, is kind of cheesy, kind of schlocky. But you know what? So were a lot of those horror movies that came out in the 80s and the late 70s. So, really, I think it kind of fits the mold in that respect. Uh, as far as the actual content of the movie, it was... It really was kind of like watching the original... Halloween 2, in a way, because it kind of amplifies what the first one did. The first one was, you know, technically a sequel to the original one. It was a direct a directed sequel. Yes, it was actually somewhat of a retcon. Now there's three Halloween timelines. We split the timeline even further. No, so, no. so good job on that one. Way to Zelda yourself. multiverse. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. This is some Zelda shit going on now. <laughs> Eric, how do you feel about this? Michael Myers and I mean, Link are on the same, the same fucked up timeline, and we don't know which direction they're going in. Oh my god, if he ends up being Ganon. <laughs> he's the final... Well, I mean, he is pretty much the final boss. Yeah, he's Ganon. Sigourney's gotta be fucking Princess Zelda. Sigourney? You mean Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, yeah, my bad. Wrong, wrong horror franchise, but... Wrong horror franchise, but you know who I was talking about. I did know who you were talking about. Dude, <laughs> okay, so... Uh, the, now, one thing I am going to say, they do have adult Tommy Doyle in this, but they have not played by Anthony Michael Hall, not Paul Rudd. That was actually done intentionally because they felt like that would be an unnecessary distraction. And you know what? I'm probably going to have to agree with them on that one. 
I think that would have been a distraction to have Paul Rudd in that kind of a role. Plus, Anthony Michael Hall actually looks like somebody who is 40 years later. Paul Rudd looks like it's only 25 years later. If that, <laughs> maybe five years later. Yeah. <clears throat> but I liked the... Um, I liked a lot of the atmosphere. Again, part of the appeal of any horror movie is how creative the kills are. And a lot of them are done pretty well. There's a... Uh, one thing that, without without giving away too much, actually this won't give away anything. But there's a there's a gay couple that features. They call themselves Big John and Little John, and the joke is that the bigger dude is actually the little one. But Little John is played by Michael McDonald, who you might know from Mad TV as Stewart. Little John isn't played by Little John. No. That would oh have my been god, amazing. that would have been great. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So what? <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? So freaking I uh, said he was look what I can do. Yes, it was yes. <laughs> that was that was who that was. And I actually I didn't recognize him until one of my friends pointed it out, and then I couldn't unsee it at all. I'm just like, oh, okay, yep, nope, there, that, I see it now, and you no longer unsee it. Um, I would say that if I had to actually nitpick something I truly didn't like, I would probably go with the ending. I understand they're setting up to go for a, it's they're making it a trilogy, and the next one's called Halloween Ends, and it's the end of the story. So, the false finish was kind of dumb. And they'll just get Danielle Harris to play her play the grown-up version of herself. <laughs> there was basic it, the ending was kind of was kind of dumb and a little frustrating. I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'll I'll leave that up for interpretation for people who want to see it and tell me what they think. But the overall ride was okay. There's some really good callbacks to the original movies including some shot for shot remakes of stuff that happened in the original Halloween 2 and I really appreciated that there's a little bit of good humor and some funny lines that made me laugh so yeah I I enjoyed it but it's not breaking any new ground it was not a masterpiece so I'm not we're not coming away with anything like that if you like the franchise and you like these types of movies I say watch it Tell me what you think. If these movies aren't really your thing or you don't really care about the franchise, then you're not going to you're not going to get a lot out of this. But uh, there was a really, really badass version of the Halloween theme featured in the movie. So if anything, you can rock out a little bit. All right. And that that's Halloween kills. So what do you, what else have you guys been up to this week? Uh, well, I tried to uh, play some more Kingdom Hearts, but unfortunately, I lost internet yesterday, uh, and I need to be able to sign in in order to play my single-player games. So I was very upset. I have 
uh, I have it on the Epic Game Store. Um, my Steam games I was able to play, but all my Steam games minus Civilization are all multiplayer games. So I'm just like, God, I really have nothing. What is it with you and losing internet, first off? Okay, so one, we lost power because of a a car hit a pole or whatever. Uh, and then when it came back up, it was it was whatever. But, like, I'm not 100% sure on what's going on with the internet. I, I know that the first time it was power-related um, because we got power, but the other half of, like, where we live didn't get power, and that just happened to be where the... Uh, the closest uh, cell or communication tower is. So I didn't have good phone service. I didn't have internet for a while, and it, it was really pissing me off. But yesterday, yesterday, I have no fucking clue. Not a clue. But I know I didn't have internet. The uh, uh, McDonald's that I went to didn't have internet because <laughs> I had to, I wanted to go over there just to see, but like uh, the outages because I couldn't even look up to see like when it was coming back or whatever. Uh, and then I went to uh, a friend's. I, I called them and, and, and kind of just like, hey, do you have internet? And she was like, no. And they live across the lake about... If it's a straight shot, I would say like five miles. But since we got to go around, it's kind of closer to like 15 miles away. So I have no idea. E Xfinity. If you want the short answer, it's Xfinity. X Friendly gonna, gonna give it to you. <laughs> well, no, apparently not. So <laughs> uh, oh gosh. I just realized I think something's going on next door. Oh oh, are we gonna get some live breaking news? Yeah. Uh, looks like the medics are right next to my neighbors. Oh, boy. oh man, I hope everything's all right. I oh, just noticed boy. that there was uh, flashing blue and red lights, and I was just like, it's not Christmas yet. And I looked out. Uh-oh. Well, anyway, <laughs> on to some less, uh, less depressing news. Yeah, can we not do the... The depressing stuff? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Well, let's move on. Let's go and let's talk about Alec Baldwin shooting somebody. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the more <laughs> and more information comes out, the more fucked up it is. Oh, what? Really? I, I, yeah, I, knew it was I saw a, a recent one where there was... Um, so it's essentially... kind. It sounds like what happened to Brandon Lee is there was a prop gun and there was an issue and it wasn't properly done and he accidentally shot out something and they hit a guy and it killed him. But there's word about, because there was recently the strike, so they had all, all non-union people there and that apparently like right before they did this this part of filming a whole bunch of the video people left, like right before they did the thing. It's like super suspect. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think Alec did it on purpose. Obviously, no. I think I think he is. Uh, just, yeah, I think he's fine. I think it's either a bunch of bullshit led to tragedy or a fairly elaborate hit. 
I don't think it was a hit either. I I think it was a maybe somebody's intention for someone to get shot but not killed. All right, give me one second. Like, I oh, gotta see these random. Give me, give oh, hello. me. Hello, hi Yasha. Aw. Hey, give me one sec, guys. I need to update our uh, podcast genre here to true crime because apparently we're we're crime solving experts at this point. Oh yes, we'll just we'll do a podcast like uh, what's it called? Only murders in the building, which is done now. So I need to watch it. Hey, <laughs> but... why'd you bark right into the microphone? Why'd you do that? I didn't even hear didn't it. Hear. Yeah, I didn't hear nothing. Oh really? Oh, let the puppy be a puppy. Oh, it's fine. She's fine. <laughs> She's fine. Everything's fine. But I also Everything's need to, fine. you know, watch Game of Thrones, and I've watched zero of it in, for two weeks, so. Well, you'll get there. <laughs> All right. So I had an entertainment challenge this week. Just oh, went, yeah? Went to an oldie but goodie. Only got five entries, but they're fun, so we'll do them. Uh, it was the classic, you get to add an F-bomb to a movie without it. So I said, you gotta pick a line from a movie and tell me the line that gets the F-bomb. It's a, it's a classic game. We could do this yep. several times a year and get different results. So our first entry comes from Chris Decker. Host of the A Show. And it's a great day in South Carolina, by the way. I have a story about that when we're done with this entertainment challenge. I have a work story that actually involves you two. Uh oh. And you didn't even realize it. Okay. So here is here is Chris Decker's line. This line comes from the movie Big Hero Six. Okay. Tadashi's fucking gone. Damn dead i mean if i was gonna plant an f-bomb that's definitely where it'd be <laughs> on a scale of one to ten how would you rate your fucking pain man i don't I'll sp- know i might i might put it in like when one of the boys sees aunt Cass. <laughs> see if she's thick she got the booty Would that be more of a damn situation? Uh, yeah, that's a point. That's a point for you, Louis. Yeah. All right. Point for me as well. Three points for Chris Decker. My, my line would have been, I spilled wasabi on my shirt one fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I would have put it. I would have been like, when he when lets his face talk with his parents. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next entry comes from Brian Murphy. Well, oh, no, I wear from... them inside. I wear them fucking outside. I wear them. <laughs> yes. Uh, my old friend Brian comes from Kilimanjaro Safari. His line comes from the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Because you've been ruining all our lives and eating all our fucking steak. Is I'm not a big Napoleon Dynamite fan, so I'm sorry. No point for me. Jeez. Okay. You have to know your audience, right? And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that before. Well, I would have put it when he when he serves the gives the food to the to the Tina. Come get your fucking food. 
Yeah. What are you gonna do today, yeah. Napoleon? Whatever I fucking want. Gosh. Right. I I liked it though. I'm giving it a point. Yeah, it's pretty good too. All right. All right. You want to see me throw this football over that fucking mountain? It is one. All right, there you go. Uh, from Matt Hardman, host of the Race Nerd podcast, who very appropriately chose a line from the movie Cars. Hey, they're just using the same actor over and over. What kind of cut-rate fucking production is this? Okay, point. It's also the last line in the entire yeah. movie. <laughs> it's the post-credit <laughs> line. The yeah, only and it's him, right? It's freaking It's John Ratzenberger. It's John Ratzenberger. About John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger <laughs> talking about John Ratzenberger. The only the only spoken lines after that is the like the post post credit scene where you see the two vans lost in the desert. He really went yeah, I like that you put that at the end of the line. By the way, did you guys see the SNL sketch of Cars Four? No, but now I need to. Oh, it's pretty good. All right, so that was a point from me, a point from Eric, and I believe a point from Dan. Yes. Good, good, good deal. Where would you put a... There's a couple of good lines in Cars that I would... I would probably be able to work that in. Get him out of my fucking town. Mm -hmm. All right. um, You're the fucking... What's his racing name? The king? No, the the old racer. Oh. Uh oh my god, I'm blanking now. It's the Yeah, he had he had an actual name. That's fun. Well, great. I, I I just had a complete Disney brain fart. That is amazing. A, Di- a Disney Pixar brain fart. A Disney Pixar brain was, fart. Was Paul Newman? Paul Newman, yeah. Doc Hudson, the Hudson Doc, Hornet, the Hudson You're Hornet, the fucking Hudson Hornet. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that was embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next entry comes from Jay Winger, host of the Bored to Death Bingecast. He's one of the clan members over there. And this, of course, is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You're a fucking wizard, Harry. Yeah, that would be it. Or you're a wizard, Harry. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Or, yeah. You know what I like about Sundays? Fuck, you're no a wizard, fucking, Harry. No, no fuck. It doesn't matter where you put Sundays. I could easily see the f bomb being dropped by Uncle Vernon. Yeah, <laughs> that would... There's no fucking post on Sundays. You know what I would have gone with? You know exactly where I would have gone with this, Dan. I would have done Goblet of Fire, and you know exactly where I would have put it. Oh. Harry, did you put your fucking name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> there it is. That's exactly where it would go. Mark, I love you, but that line is awful in the movie and you know it. Stop <laughs> stop trying to defend it, Mark. It's never going to happen. He speaks the line softly. That's like the that when Mark Adams and I fight about Harry Potter, that's like the biggest one because he defends the hell out of that line and I refuse to. But I will always... It's a fun little debate. It's not that serious, but I love... I love getting into it with him about that line. 
Because we're still, we opened Wizarding World together in 2010, and we're still talking about it today. So 11 years later, Mark, we're still talking about that goddamn line. Especially since that movie came out in like pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now that would be a good place to put it. There's Sorcerer's Stone. I'm not really sure. There's that many other good spots to put it. I mean, other Harry Potter movies. I can figure it out. Could be like fucking troll, (laughs) the troll in the fucking dungeon. (laughs) I thought you ought to know. All right. Uh, Points? Points. Yep. Yep. Points. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Now, this wasn't a movie. I I should actually specify this wasn't necessarily related to a movie. You could do media in general. Um, So, but this technically is a movie and a TV show for our final entry. Ooh. From Jeff Trelowitz, host of Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks. And this is from The Flintstones. Yabba dabba motherfucking do! Oh, he had a motherfuck. He took the MF road. Bonnie, my fucking pee balls. (laughs) Wilma! Fucking Wilma! Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, is is that the place to put the fuck word? I don't, I don't. Let alone a motherfucker. Are there that many more iconic things from the Flintstones, though? Like, do you remember, other than catchphrases, do you remember any an iconic line that came out of the Flintstones? What if uh, the Great Gazoo just called him dumb fuck all the time instead of dumb <laughs> All right, that oh would work. <laughs> hey there, dumb fuck. <laughs> See, if you did the Jetsons, there's plenty of places to put it. Jane, stop oh. this crazy fucking thing! Alright. Oh. Did you hear I it that time? That. I did not. I, 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 heard, I heard something. Oh. Hi, Poppy. Well, if my cats have been on the show, then your dog can be on the show, too. I still want to do Well, that was Yasha, everybody. Well, I'm giving the Flintstones a point. What say the rest of y'all? I'm sorry, Jeff. It's just... No, I can't. All right. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best place, but I can't think of anywhere actually better that would be a, a, a semi-normal occurrence. All right. But again, it's supposed to be the one time, right? It's supposed to be one, yeah. Okay, well, if I want to go the movie, then it's when... They go shopping, and the guy says that their car's been declined, and he smashes their shells on the on the counter and says, your money's no fucking good! <laughs> eh, I, but I don't really remember that line, so. By the way, Kyle McLaughlin is in that movie. He's the bad guy. Yeah, and in the horrible sequel, it's Robert Baratheon instead of John Goodman. Yeah, because, you know, that kind of was in comedies until Game of Thrones. <laughs> he even had a CBS sitcom at one point. Although, I gotta say, King Robert is pretty funny in Game of Thrones. He gets a couple of good lines in there. 
All right, so you Before got... you know what. <laughs> well, I gave it a point, but I guess nothing from the rest of y'all, so. That's fine. Here's what it is. So now y'all got to pick a winner. Mm. You had Tadashi. You had the Napoleon Dynamite Steak. You had John Ratzenberger Reception. You're a fucking wizard, Harry. And the Yabba Dabba. But, well, the Yabba Dabba won't win because neither one of you gave it a point. I could uh, still vote I think for, for it. For me, it's going to be uh, the Cars. Cars reference. Okay. Yeah. Bonus point to Matt. Yeah, I would have to agree. Bonus point from Dan. Also, you could have went with a cuff fucking chow. <laughs> and. I kind of don't want to do it because I've seen it so many times, but the bottom line is I have to give my point to Jay. And the reason is because it's the only one where it's actually subtle. You're a fucking wizard, Harry. Like, for some reason, that makes me laugh more than the, the ones where it's emphasized as a scream. You're a fucking wizard, Harry. Like, it's so casual. Like, it's just part of the conversation. I, I, I like how you can literally put the fuck anywhere in that sentence. Like, fuck, you're a wizard, Harry. Or, you're a wizard, Harry. Fuck. You're a fuck wizard, Harry? You're, you're a, a fuck. fuck wizard, Harry. <laughs> yes. Fuck wizard. If he was a fuck wizard, that he would have won. That's where you should have put the fuck. I don't know. By, uh, by Order of the Phoenix, I think he was trying to be a fuck wizard. <laughs> well lusting after Asian girls and then redheads. <laughs> we dude, all have gotten any chick he wanted, dude. Any <laughs> any chick in the wizarding world he could have gotten. Except for Lavender girl. Brown. He's like, hey, I got a snake. You want to talk to it? <laughs> Harry hey, Potter speak, pickup lines. Speak parcel tongue to it. <laughs> speak oh my gosh. Speak to it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the show's going. Yeah, well, nobody should be surprised at this point. Forget a kiss if you want the old Smodcast reference. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do some personalized shout-outs. Okay. I've got a list of people here, and I'm going to start picking and choosing some people to give personalized shout-outs to. Now, I I especially very specifically saved this person to be the first personalized shout-out. There's a reason why. When I announced I was going to do this, I got lots and lots of heart reactions, a lot of smiley faces, and one particular person who was like, well, great, you won't say anything nice about me, LOL. You know what, Mike Simsack, that's where you're wrong, buddy. I'm going to say nice stuff about you. So I'm going to give... I'm going to say mean things about you. You don't even know who he is. That's the meanest thing. (laughs) I don't even know stories about him. (laughs) I don't even know know who you are. You get that reference? Yes. Yeah, you took everything from him, Eric. Why'd you take everything from him? And you guys have been in the Uh, same place before, Eric. You were both at the wedding. Yeah, you were both at the wedding. Doesn't mean you met, but you've been in the same place at the same time at least once. So here's the thing. Of all the people in the group, if I if I actually go down the list, 
I'm pretty sure that I have actually known Mike the longest. I don't think I've known anybody longer than him as far as members of the group are. So I'm I'm sticking my personal shout-outs in this portion here. And guys, if you're not part of the shout-outs this week, please don't hit the fast-forward button and skip, because I'm going to tell some fun stories about my friends and relate back to the past and have a little bit of a good time here. But... So Mike and I actually met when I first became a Boy Scout. So that would have been 1995, because that's when you go to fifth grade. That's when you transition from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts, is that fourth to fifth grade transition. You graduate from a Weeblo, and you become... And Weeblo means? We be loyal Scouts. That's what it means. Mike's dad... Chris Simsack, who was also at the wedding, he was my first Scoutmaster. And he was, he was the right person to always encourage you and like, and help get me through the, the harder merit badges and the harder rank ups and everything that I went through so I could actually make it to the rank of Eagle Scout. So I always... We, we've, we've been close personal friends with the Simsacks for a long time. Now, for those of you who don't know my buddy Mike, um, Mike's, it's not his uh, quote-unquote most obvious characteristic is he is in a wheelchair. Mike was born with spina bifida. You can look it up. There's different versions of it and everything, but he's adjusted to his, he's adjusted to it very well. Uh, he's made a, he's actually interviewed him in college. I did a project on him. And showed off, I, I, what was that called? It was like Handy Capable or something like that was the title. I know it's cheesy, but but he liked it. And it was an interview with him about what Spina Bifida is and what it's, what, you know, the challenges he's had to face and adjust to it. And what was really cool is I got to show the handicap controls he has in his car. Mike got a Honda Element. You guys familiar with that vehicle? Yes, my mother yes. had one for a while. Yeah. They have, they have, like, that cube shape to it. Well, what's cool about the car is it's got that, uh, I think they call it the suicide door, the one that opens the opposite direction. Yeah, because so like, that's, that's how you get in the back seat. Right. The yeah. Well, what worked out for him really well was that specific door would open up to the back, and he could just fold up his wheelchair and stick it right behind the driver's seat. So it was, like, the perfect car for someone like him. The only difficulty would be if, like, there were going to be four of us riding in the car. But in that case, what we would do is we would just put the chair in the back for him. So so it was really easy for him to get around with that vehicle. The other cool thing about that type of car is it was one of the best cars to outfit with handicap controls. So he can actually drive the car, operate the pedals and everything with this little device that they install right below the steering wheel. So you push it forward for the gas, back for the brake. I think it's forward for gas, back for brake. I think it's one of those deals. And then it also had this little knob that he could hold at the same time. So he could, instead of like actually gripping the steering wheel, he could just use that knob and control yeah, the steering wheel that knobs. way. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's actually really cool. But Mike and I bonded not just through scouts and everything, but because we, uh, we worked together. He was also working at the summer camp where I had my first job. In fact, he was the archery director, and Mike is not too shabby with a bow and arrow. I mean, he's no Hawkeye, 
but he's better than probably most people listening to the show would be because he, you know, he can actually shoot and shoot well. And he used to get around, he had a golf cart that he would use on, on the premises so he could transport back and forth because the archery, because of course the, uh, the shooting ranges were always the furthest part out from the rest of the camp, right? Because that's where they put it. They put it at the top of the hill all the way in the back where you can't go any further. So there's no danger by using the shooting ranges. Yeah, ours was, at our camp was uh, like a little bit into the woods further than anything else. Right. And that was the other thing. It was up the hill and then it was into the woods. And they had they had an actual gun range for the BB guns. And then they had the archery range. And he was the archery director. So we bonded over that. But we also bonded because Mike is a big wrestling fan. And Mike was our timekeeper for a lot of the wrestling shows that I worked as announcer. And pretty much all the GSW shows, I think he was the timekeeper as long as he made it to it. <clears throat> Matter of fact, that's his uh, online handle on like Xbox Live and stuff. It's GSW timekeeper. GSW timekeeper, that's right. Yeah, he, he embraced that. And we always, the it was actually kind of a, Kind of an inside joke, not at his expense, but at the expense of other promotions who always tried to put someone in the role of timekeeper. That was somebody who, you know, maybe was mentally challenged or had a disability or something to try to get like good publicity out of it. But all those people always became social media assholes or notorious or just would would try, you know, let their egos run wild. We didn't have that issue with Mike. Mike was just happy to be there. He rang the bell, he kept the times, and he always he was always really good at promoting us. He he still to this day wears that GSW hat everywhere he goes when he posts like a picture meeting somebody, celebrity or something. Even if it's not a wrestler, he's still got a GSW hat on or a GSW shirt. So Mike was always really good at billboarding for us. So and like I said, we have literally been friends since 1995, which we, so we are approaching 30 years of friendship there. He's one of the longest-term friends I have in the group. And he was an usher at my wedding because I had I didn't want to have too many groomsmen because Shannon only had uh, two bridesmaids plus the maid of honor. And I kind of went up to five. But I wanted to include him and our friend CJ, who Mike, Mike and CJ are kind of best friends, CJ being a ref for GSW. So... I wanted to include him as an usher and Mike, this is going to be the most negative thing I'm going to say about you, but I don't believe you ushed, sir. I believe that you and your parents went right to your seats and you stayed there and did no ushing. Cause I saw CJ ushing, but I don't recall seeing you ush. So is that how you say it? Would that be the thing to ush? To be an usher? I don't know. You an usher? I mean, I ushed a couple of weddings, but it was essentially like we didn't. No one cared where anyone sat as long as we got yeah. Well, the that's... parents of the bride and the parents of the groom in the front row. Well, that was actually what CJ's and Mike's jobs were. I said, yeah. "There's no bride or groom side. Let people know they can sit wherever they want. Keep the front rows clear because that's where we're going to have the parents sit." And my grandmother sat up front and. A couple of like select close family members that we wanted up there, but like, I'm like, so make sure no one sits in the front rows. 
and make sure people know that. But other than that, make sure there's no assigned seating because it was very lopsided with like who would have technically known us. So there you go, Mike. See, these are these are the kind of personalized shout outs y'all can look forward to when we get to you, even though Mike's is kind of a little bit longer because, again, I know him better. But, you know, when you when you're going on almost 30 years of friendship, these sort of things kind of happen. And I know how to spell his last name, despite its incredible Polishness, because I've known him for so long I just got used to it. But I love when, when people try to try to spell it. S-Z-Y-M-C-Z-A-K. I have to look it up anytime I'm going to be specific about it somewhere else. If I'm going to talk about, if I'm mentioning him on Facebook, I just say at Mike and then I go through the list. <laughs> until, you find, until you find the one with the S-Z. His his parents always had a funny line when people would go to look them up in the phone book. They're like, just go to the T's and then just look at the look at who's at the bottom of the S's. Yeah. Go back a page because it's S Z Y. You're not going to get much further down than that. It's like when you're messing with the college colleges, a list of colleges, and you want Syracuse, you just go to T and you go up one. <laughs> yeah, and there it is, S Y. But yes, <clears throat> Mike's a good guy. He's a bit. He's a bit shy when you get to know him. Uh, he'll open up. He'll open up to you. Don't just don't don't make the the handicap jokes right away. You have to earn your spot. You have to be. You have to be. Com- he has to be comfortable enough with you to allow that. Because one of my old high school friends, one and like one of the first times they met, flat out asked him something like. Does your dick even work? And Mike actually jumped out of his wheelchair and almost beat the shit out of him. And we had to prevent that from happening. So don't be a dick. But Mike is a good brother and I've known him a long time. So there, a personalized shout out for you, buddy. And you said I wouldn't say anything positive about you. It's almost all positive. All right. Well, I'm not doing this. There's 60 more people on the list. I'm not doing this for 60 more weeks, so I'm going to do another one here. So I'm going to shout out another long-term friend, but this is somebody that Dan can actually somewhat participate in. This might be the second longest known person on the list here. My friend Jason Shin. Dan knows Jason Shin now. Not personally, but you know him. You've actually known him for quite a while i've associated interacted with him for several hours on several occasions (laughs) several occasions yes uh jason and i met in the eighth grade so i think that's why i said he's probably one of the the other longer friends here we met through a mutual love of pokemon and weird al that's actually exactly how our friendship blossomed uh i was friends with I was friends with another kid who he was friends with, who we were big into Pokemon. Obviously, he got involved. We ended up bonding a little bit more than our mutual friend just because he was a little bit of a dick. I'm sure he's a cool guy now, but... And uh, we have... we I can't... Re- I don't want to say we have similar tastes in music because he's really more about obscure, independent, hardcore, hardcore bands, heavy metal... And he knows well, I mean, way he more than I do. Like, he goes to like three three concerts a week. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Jason's a concert guy. He's a big concert guy. He is he's for like anything involving the heavy metal scene, the hard rock scene. That's your guy to go to. And like f- obscure stuff like 
cello metal and pirate metal. Like, he knows all that stuff, because those are his bands. So if you ask him about Alestorm or Apocalyptica, he'll be all about it. But make sure it's Alestorm and not Hailstorm, because he hates Hailstorm. So make sure you're talking about Alestorm, the pirate metal band. Don't make that mistake. Uh, like Mike, he's also a Jersey boy, of course, because, again, growing up in... He's also from the Highland Lake section of Vernon, New Jersey. That was the lake community up in the mountains that we always relied on them to give us a snow day. Because if it snowed hard enough that they couldn't get down from the mountain, then we all got school off. Because, like, a fourth of the town lived up there. So, all right, well, if we can't get 25% of the student body in, screw it. Don't Just don't have a school day at all. I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like it's snowing that badly, but they canceled school because the lake community snowed in. And if you guys want to hear Jason Chin's show, he's right here on CKCC Radio, J Bunny's Music Hub. He interviews people in the music world. His, uh, I will actually pull up his page here on CKCC Radio and tell you about some of the people he has interviewed. Uh, he started the podcast independently from the rest of us. And eventually, when I started CKCC Radio, he jumped on board here. So a lot of his early episodes were not released on the channel. But, like, just as an example, he's close friends with Charlie Corletta, who was from The Silencer and also used to be part of Will Kilmore. You might not know who that is, but if you know your metal scene, that's a, that's actually pretty cool. He is close friends with the singers from bands like 40 Below Summer and Boba Flex who I know aren't mainstream names, but they've definitely gotten their fair share of radio play. So that's something cool that you guys can check out. He's After doing Charlie Corletta's interview, he invited him back, did the entire silencer on a later episode. I know he interviewed Tommy Vexed from Bad Wolves, but I know that also happened before the, uh, the famous cover song came out. I'm trying to find when that episode would have been. Because I, I know that was before. Because that was part of the thing, right? It was like, oh, damn, you interviewed... Oh, he inter Not Tommy Vex. Uh, Doc Coyle. My bad. <laughs> Jason, please, <laughs> please wait for me to speak a little bit more before you aggressively message me that I screwed up who you interviewed. Uh, but yeah, he interviewed Doc Coyle from Bad Wolves, and that but that was before the zombie cover took off. Because when I saw that, I was like, oh, neat, I wonder what they say about it. And then I saw it was a 2017 episode. I was like, well, okay, well, don't get that story, but there's always the future. But he's interviewed quite a lot of musicians, and what's really cool is they all give him permission to play a sample song. So every single episode, you can listen to one, sometimes even two tracks that appear in their bodies of work that he gets permission to. Plus, I've actually been on the show doing roundtable discussions with him. Were you on any of those, Dan? I'm trying to remember if you appeared on any of those. Uh, I did one of the roundtable one wrestling. Okay, yeah, because we did a wrestling one, and we also did a, dis a music discovery episode that was really fun. But yeah, Jason's a good guy. He's he's big into a lot of nerd culture stuff. He's, he's good about quoting stuff. He is a lot... He's a great storyteller. His stories will branch out into several different timelines before they branch back to the main one, which is something we've always had a, a fun time discussing with him. 
because we were kind of mentioning that earlier with the Halloween and Zelda stuff. Like a Jason Shin story will will branch out <laughs> until you prune it back but to the original. Branch timeline. out in complete opposite direction. It's not like oh, and since I mentioned this thing, I have a story about that thing. But yes. he's just like. Yes. And speaking of uh, leaves, um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And, and then he'll talk about something completely different. And the Jay Bunny thing, I know there's more to the origin story than just what I'm about to say, but he wore the bunny outfit to the Ren Fair. He's a big Ren Fair guy. He goes to the New York Renaissance Fair every single year, every weekend of the summer. He very rarely misses one. Uh, he. And I remember the bunny thing came from he wore the bunny suit to the Ren Fair because if you go to a Ren Fair and wear something like that that stands out, you get a lot of attention. And it worked out for him. So that's where the J-Bunny thing came in, in case anyone was curious about that little origin there. But okay, I'll give him a personal shout-out. Only other thing I'll say, and I won't get personal with him, but you don't have to hide any kind of... You don't have to hide any kind of topic if you're talking to him. He's a very open person. He will tell you things even if you didn't ask for them. But that's okay because you can tell him stuff. And I got to say, like, as far as being a, a, a close friend, he, uh, he's been one that's been pretty consistent. I mean, yeah, he's got he's got his quirks and everything. He and I have argued about stuff like like attending weddings and grammar on the internet. But you know what? I'd rather talk to someone who's passionate about something than somebody who's just meh about everything. So oh, give gee, him thanks. that credit. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was, uh, that was Jason's shout out. And maybe I'll get one more in here real quick. Uh, let's see. Who do we want to... Who should we pull off the list here? I'm trying to find somebody else I've known for a really long time. Ah, I know. Perfect person to give a shout-out to. Uh, Dan's actually more acclimated with this person, and that's our friend Glenn. Glenn Kukan, who is one of our patrons. So I've actually known Glenn for... Well, I mean, I've... I would say probably high school to college era... When I would attend parties regularly at our friend, our mutual friend Craig's house up in the Lake community, Craig would always have a bunch of us over. Craig had a band. He would perform in his basement. He had a he had a bar in his basement with, you know, working taps and everything. So he would throw parties for New Year's or just to have parties. That's where Glenn and I became associated. But Glenn and I bonded more, again, over a mutual love of professional wrestling. Glenn was a big part of the Club Kayfabe group that we built. And when our old podcasting partner, Pat, retired from the show, Glenn took the reins. And I actually think we podcasted with Glenn longer than we podcasted with Pat, if I remember how the timeline went there. I believe so. Yes. Glenn is a good guy. Glenn is, I always, I I hate butchering people's names, even though it's the, the gimmick and the joke and everything. Like, oh, yeah, you know, Chris... Chris pronounced that thing wrong, but I hate butchering people's names, so I want to actually pull the name up so I can pronounce it correctly and do my best here. Glenn is the spitting image of Marco Hitala. I think it's either Hitala or Hitala. 
He's the bassist from the Finnish band Nightwish, symphonic metal. Because he's got the long hair and the long beard, and they do have a very, very similar look. I remember the first time I was watching one of their live performances. I'm like, that guy looks like fucking Glenn. But Glenn was a Jersey boy, just like me. And then he up and moved to North Carolina and is now quite literally 20 minutes away from Dan. And we have seen each other twice. <laughs> We've seen each other the same amount of times that I've seen you. <laughs> I met him at the mall one time because he had the Tammy Sitch book. He bought the Tammy Sitch book for me to read on the show. So I met him at the mall and we hung out for like 20, 30 minutes. And now I have that Tammy Sitch book myself. <laughs> yeah, I know you have it. I've passed you, it on. You've passed it a lot. I know. Passed the book. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but Glenn, you know, he's, uh, you can talk to him, he's, uh, you can talk to him about wrestling, you can talk to him about anime, you can talk to him about horror, he's, he's really good with his horror. His, one of his big things was Final Fantasy, and I actually had him on one of my old podcasting concepts before I settled into the stuff I do now. I tried to do one where we would have, like, one-hour discussions about whatever topic we wanted, and he was... He he's a big Final Fantasy guy, and I had him on to discuss his passion for that. He's an eight over seven guy. He yes, he is an eight oh over seven guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, but you can, but he is one of our patrons. He does help support us financially. He's one of the people who helps keep the show free for all of you to enjoy. So, yes, because we are actually coming up on that big bill to re-up. yes. It's right server. after the new year, every year, at, right after the new year, because I bought the, I bought everything on New Year's Day. That was the yeah. idea, was to launch on New Year's Day, and that's when I bought it. And thanks to the patrons, we can keep that stuff going, and he has been one, he's one of the top tier patrons. I have invited him on the show multiple times. His work schedule does not allow that, but he is accepting a brand new job. Oh, Yeah. And that, I think, is going to really help get his schedule under control. So, there we go. All right, let's do one more quick shout-out here, and this one will be a fun one because I have to do this one. And I I should really do this one on the first show anyway. But one of our group members is my lovely wife, Shannon. And this one will be easy because you've all all met her, actually. Yeah, I know this one. <laughs> Eric, don't worry. I got a whole list of people that we know. You showed up at our house at night in the morning. But here's the thing: if I go in order of of how I know people, it's going to be a while before I get to get to her. But so I, I, I need to I need to kind of balance this a little bit. Dude, even too. longer till you get to me. <laughs> I know, but there's other people that I've known for a long time, like Matt Hardbin. But I can't I can't throw all the long term people out in the first episode. So, but yes, so. How about this? Instead of me saying nice things about my wife, why don't we let Eric say nice things? Because you've, no- you've known her. Yeah, she's you've very chill. Very cool. Very cool person. Uh, very chill. Uh, anybody who can put up with you uh, for that long. Deserves a gold a fucking medal. Person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean... 
I don't know. Like, I, I try to give like a, a pretty good speech at the wedding, but I, I, I really couldn't think of anything. But like, you, you guys get along great. Um, from the times that I've met her, she's always been super nice to me, and she even yelled at the, you know uh, Perry for eating the shoe. So clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly looks out for both of us. <laughs> she, she I think one of my favorite moments is really when we were hanging out so much. It's just like, so are you guys going to get married then? Or is like... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. She wasn't the only one who said that. I think half of Intervention said the same thing. Yeah, but I thought it was funnier that the fact that she said it. Like, in, a, in O people, the, there was really nobody else. That, you know, like... Rebecca said it too. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is also true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and knowing Rebecca how I know her, it was probably a more sincere question from her. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like, uh, should I go? Like, <laughs> you know what? They were all just jelly, man. They, yeah, they, we I mean, had a our bromance was like Poe and Finn. It really was, yeah, bro. <laughs> I want you to tell the whole world. Tell, I want you to know you're the whole world, bro. Tell the whole world, bro. You're my whole world. Why'd you whisper, bro? Because you're my whole world, bro. Bro. <laughs> I know it was I, basically that, yeah. Yeah, it, I, and, and not so many words, but yes. Yeah, we met We met at Kilimanjaro Safari. I've told this story before, but like there were a bunch of girls that worked at the Pangani Trail next to the safari. Everybody always paid attention to the the loud ones, but the one that was the quietest and the prettiest is the one that nobody seemed to pay attention to. And I didn't know why. So I decided to go talk to her. And, well, I mean, we've been together together for 12 years. All right. I don't get this wrong. And I can get it wrong because I get everything wrong yes. all the time so i never have to remember our anniversary do you know do you know the funny story about rebecca coming to our wedding that like because she when did she start was she there in the fall and then extended because i i we, don't think because you wouldn't have started yeah because it had it she had started in been. the fall because she was there for the she was there for christmas right okay and she was either fall or she started at, like fall advantage or something. She was there for a while. And I remember when when we finally hit the year 2013, the the big thing was uh where you know you're trying to finalize who's coming and everything cuz for for those of you who've never gone through the fun of planning a wedding, a lot of what people do is they make their their A and B lists. The A list are the people that you absolutely want to be there and also have obligations to invite like X amount of family members that you don't really care that much about. But when you're being assisted with the bill, you invite them anyway. And as people decline, well, you've already paid for X amount of seats. So you start inviting other people. And that's when I was really cutting through and inviting the inno people I've gotten the closest to because at that time, they were the people I'd known the least amount of time. And it's not like anybody got offended by that. They were just happy to be invited. So I remember going up to her. This actually happened, like, in the training room, I think. And I'm like, hey, just so you know, like, like 
we have more than enough room, so if you were gonna come as Eric's date, like, I've got the room for it. She goes, she looks at me and goes, yeah, I requested the day off already. And I was like, oh, cool. She she knew she was gonna, she was gonna be there. And had, she knew that before I did, which is awesome. And I love Rebecca for that. <laughs> but, no, we, yeah, I, I mean, you guys did hang out quite a bit, but I've had certain friends, uh, not really people I'm friends with anymore, that Shannon didn't really get along with or wasn't too big of a fan of. But you're one of those people, she never said a bad word about you. Nice to everybody. <laughs> Me, on the other hand. You know. <laughs> she never said a bad word about you either. She See, said a bad I'm the type either. of person, I'm the type of person where... I I know I'm an asshole and I can be an asshole, but I'm also very nice. I'm like I'm trying to like somebody describes me close to being like Michael Scott from The Office, and that's actually pretty accurate. Even though it was very so you're nice, you're just dumb. <laughs> no, well, I, you're not I, dumb. I, Michael Scott's dumb. Mike Michael Scott's dumb, but like the things that come out of my mouth. I just have no filter. And sometimes <laughs> it, it could be very assholey-ish. I always but try always... to be extra nice and thankful to the, uh, the parents and the significant others of friends of mine. Because so... I don't want them to shut down the friendship. Well, yeah. If the friendship is going to end, oh, yeah. it's going to be because, because me and the other person have an issue we can't resolve. Yeah. I don't want it to be because, oh, your friend's an asshole. Don't hang out with him anymore. Well, I've had peop I've had significant others of friends attempt to shut down our friendship because we didn't get along. Uh, fortunately, none of them are in this group, so I won't tell any of those stories. Well, unless you ask, of course. <laughs> but Well, I, I need to know. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I don't want... Now, I want this to be positive and uplifting. That's the point of the shout-out section. So. Okay. You know who uh, who I reached out and talked to the other day and is actually a listener of the show? Paul. Ah, oh, I miss Paul. We had so Yeah. He's not in the group. We need to get him in the group. I know he doesn't use Facebook that much, but we should... I should make sure I get it. I don't think he actually has a, has a Facebook, now that I think about it. No, but that might he be might, possibly, too. He, he might not have it. Yeah, I, I know he's uh, he's in, he's still in the entertainment industry, and we were talking about that, and I was just like, man, I kind of miss the entertainment industry and, and whatnot. And we, we talked the about it for a while. Adult entertainment um, industry? Hell yeah. Ah! He's a big old porn star. No, no. <laughs> the uh, big porn poly? industry. <laughs> Big porn, Polly. Big porn, Polly. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's his new nickname now. Uh, Big porn, Polly. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> and, and I was just like, I got nothing up here. We got all all the theme parks up here are very seasonal because you know once it snows, it's it's down. You're, you're not going to the park. Right. Hershey Park will open for a Halloween and a Christmas event, but then it's closed until Memorial Day. <laughs> so. Pretty much. So it's not like I can actually just go back and start working at a theme park. And uh, and he's trying to hook me up with a job down in uh, where he's at. 
I don't want to like give away too many things because I don't know if he wants me to talk about him on on the air. Yeah, so I'm not saying locations or anything. We got like that. we should have but Paul on the a... show at some point, we and should. and just yeah. we should have Paul and Josh on the show at the same time and just talk just tell all of our best Inno stories. And oh god, I don't know if I have a computer that's capable of not <laughs> just not crashing on us. <laughs> like no, my, one of my uh, <laughs> I know we I love Paul. Paul's such a good guy. One of my favorite Paul stories, though, was how much we would irritate him when we would play Dungeons and Dragons because we'd get so drunk and stupid, and he was actually trying to play the game seriously, and he would just uh, get—he would just be so done with us by the end of it. My favorite was—I uh, would get what was his old roommate's name? I can't remember, but he was the one where when it was like his last day because he was moving back up north. So he just went all out on the campaign and threw out his, uh, he had like a lion or something. And then somewhere in the, somewhere in the battle, the lion got decapitated and he's like, well, can I still talk to him? And Paul's like, no, he's like, your lion's dead. He's like, but I have telepathic powers. Can I still communicate telepathically? And Paul just like leans forward and goes, your lion's head is fucking disattached to its body. No, you can't talk to it anymore. Oh, good times. Or when his his then fiance now wife was playing with us and she's like, "Does my character have giant boobs?" and he goes, "Uh, just go ahead and roll for it." And she rolled a nat 20 and falls like, "Son of a bitch, all right. Fine." <laughs> <laughs> she loved that. Oh, those campaigns were so much fun cuz you could tell cuz you could tell that like Paul actually put thought and effort into it, and then we were just rolling guns blazing, and he's like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, you're fucking this up, Royal. We're like, we don't care. I, Leroy Jenkins. I am about to take over as DM in my group in, like, one to three weeks. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so. DMDP. Uh, we had so, oh, we had so much fun playing those campaigns. And then, of course, I mean, we had we had a blast working at some of all thrills. And then once you guys became coordinators, you had to stop the shenanery and actually get a little more serious with the job. But we'll all we'll, we though. Did I though? Let's Paul, be real. Paul did. You didn't. Paul did. Yes. No, Paul took that. I'm role just seriously. like. I'm like you hired me based on who I am as a person, and then asked me to change who I am as a person when I'm doing the job that you hired me for. Yes. No. No. No, no, not gonna happen. This yet. This is but, the package. I mean, I was good for morale. So I always I've, kept morale very fucking high. I have heard from so many people who were there when the four of us were at some together, who just loved when we were there working together because we just wouldn't stop. We didn't turn off. <laughs> We made the job more fun and interesting as a direct result of our idiocy and lunacy. And, I mean, I've heard that from some of our friends who will be getting shoutouts at later dates, because can't do them all today. But, like, I've heard that, you know, some of our friends said they were always really comfortable around us specifically because they trusted us as people. They knew we weren't going to, not mentioning any specific names of people we worked with but we weren't going to try anything on them. You know what I mean? Like, 
We were always very respectful people, but we were always goofballs. Right. And I We were the big brothers. Big brothers and little brothers of Yeah, Katie Katie still calls us her brothers all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And Katie is kinda like a bratty little sister, so don't I I'm, we're, oh we have to God. no 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 hold Katie. on we can't go too nuts on Katie because we have to save a whole like section for her there, yeah yeah I <laughs> I won't say too much I know that Katie has known me for at least four of my exes Katie also used to hate you well more yes. on more on that at because a later date. she's known me for about four of my exes <laughs> <laughs> they all live in Texas. No, but funny story, Katie does. Well, Katie did. did. Ah, Katie did. Did. Yes. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trim the list down. I'm gonna actually do two more shoutouts. Uh, that way, because it's we're up to uh, there's 57 on here, and I'm gonna even it out. So we'll do five. We'll do five a week. That's that's fair. Maybe ten if there's like. So I want to give a shout out real quick to. Some of the people in the group who I don't know as well, so I can't go super in-depth on them. But I believe you know this gentleman, Eric. Josh Leet. Yes. Uh, I do know Josh. Yes. Okay, so I'll tell a story of how I know him. So I, I did the um, apprenticeship program to become a AC or HVAC person at Disney and he happened to be uh, my journeyman. Like, we all get hooked up with a journeyman, and they show us around and how to do the, the trade. And that's how we met. And it, it was really it's really funny um, how fast we connected because of all the terrible things that we like. <laughs> like, we when we're talking about, like, inappropriate humor, um, like... So like uh, you and I did. It can't be too much. Yes, but like it, when I say inappropriate humor, I'm talking about like if – well, actually, yeah, no, just like you and I. Because if, if people heard the things that we talked about while we were working, we would not be working there anymore. Or it would have been a very short trip. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yes, very much like you and I. Um, and then we found out that like uh, – he found out that I was a computer gamer. He had a, a PC that he played games on. Um, then we started talking about like all sorts of things, man. Like I know he he does tat- uh, tattoo work. He's got like a little tattoo studio at his ho- at his shop at his house. Shop. There you go. Um, and, and he, he just recently became a father. Oh, good for him. Which, yeah, he always wanted to be. He's just like. Yeah, I want to be a, a dad, but every time <laughs> it's funny. I'm sharing this, Josh. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's funny because he's just like, I want to be a dad, but every time he gets a pregnancy scare, he's like, Oh God, thank God, I wasn't ready to be a dad. <laughs> I was just like, Come on, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, it was just so so funny. He was I, one of those people. He's like, uh, I want kids, but I don't uh, I don't know if I want kids. <laughs> I just want to I just want to throw this out there for everybody. Those are not funny. <laughs> Those scares no. are not funny when they happen to you. I'm just going to throw mm. that out there. They are not funny. You shit yourself. The Your heart stops. <laughs> Five years come off your life. Like, it's just like, what just happened? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're not oh, but... funny when you're not ready. <laughs> and uh, 
The funny thing is he used to be the instructor for the class before me at um at the union hall. So okay. if I would have been there one more like a year ahead of time, he would have been my like actual teacher, like actual instructor. That's awesome. But yeah. And yeah. I believe now he's and... working on the Guildmaster project, is he not? Yeah, he's uh he's doing the Guildmaster and he's got his own uh podcast and oh man, what is the name of it? Uh, we're giving him free publicity of... and you can't think of the name. Free publicity. I can't free think publicity, of the name. Man. <laughs> I know like I haven't talked to him in such a long time. It, like that's the thing with me. Like I don't reach out to people that often and it always takes like sometimes years for me to just say, "Sup? How are things?" And that's it. And <laughs> that's the whole conversation. <laughs> Sounds about right. All right. Well, seems like a good dude. Like I said, I don't know him that well personally, but I knew you did, which is why I chose to give him that personal shout out uh one final one just to even the list out this one won't be very long this is jason shin's partner casey casey odell uh she and jason have been together for oh geez i don't even know how long they've been together honestly uh they have two kids together they're uh they're fun little metalheads they're just like they're just like their parents they're they're uh, they're passionate about their stuff and they're smartasses, which is all you could expect. I don't know Casey that well as a person, though, unfortunately. So, because her and I just didn't haven't interacted as much as Jason and I have, obviously, because our friendship really goes back there. But uh, Casey's always been very nice to me. She's always been very friendly, very accommodating. Every time I see her, she gives me a big hug. She's a Slytherin, a proud Slytherin, by the way. So, I mean, if if you can relate to that at all, <laughs> like, like how in like how in reality, because we 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 talked about this with Paul. In reality, the three of us were Slytherins, Eric. We really were, and you know we were. I don't know if I I consider I'd still think I was a Hufflepuff. I I just happened to be friends with Slytherins. And now we you, we we encompassed part of those houses. I've always said that. Uh, actually, I did the deal online where it was like everybody's actually a combined house. What is yours? And I actually got Ravenclaw and Slytherin together. I'm like, well, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Oh yeah, okay. Because the test actually put me in that category as well. So Ravenclaw <laughs> Slytherin. I was like, oh okay. Well, you're like, a, ah. you want to know how I you're know. a problem solver, but you're also a problem causer. Where where else can you go? <laughs> I have to solve the problems I get myself into. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I know I'm a Hufflepuff just because I want to be near the food. Like that. That's pretty much it. Oh, oh obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, but I do know that there's plenty to talk about with Casey as far as her interests go. Not just Harry Potter, but. You know, I, I know she's she was really big on anime. Uh, there's so many there's so many things I know she was into that I could talk to her about, but of course I'm unfortunately blanking on a lot of that stuff right now, just because, like I said, her and I just don't interact as much as Jason and I do. I mean, Jason and I talk quite a bit, not just because he's a contributor on the show, uh, on the channel, and everything, but also just because of the fact that we've been friends for longer. But 
Casey's a good person, like I said. Uh, her and I have always gotten along every time we've ever interacted. And one thing I do remember is she worked at the Warwick, New York shop, right? Just like Jason and I did, which I believe is how they met. And I believe they... Oh, I actually looked it up. They've been together since 2003. Uh, they don't... They do oh, not... God. Well, they... And they do not believe in marriage, so they have never gotten married and never will. And that's great. Because, you know what? They're happy. And they just recently became homeowners. So, shout out to them for finally getting the house at that. Because I know that's been a long time coming for the two of them. So, good on you, guys. So Casey will get a personalized shout out. I honestly wish I could say more. I really do. So yeah, uh, we'll do five more of y'all next week. I still got a hell of a list here to choose from. I'll try to even it out enough so Dan and Eric can both participate. But plenty more long-term friends to talk about here. Plenty of Disney friends, plenty of wrestling friends. So that's pretty much how we're going to probably split this is I'll try to I'll try to pick people from who came from the Club Kayfabe group, who followed Dan and I from the podcast land. I'll try to pick some of those wonderful Disney people who followed us into here because of Eric and I. I'll try to mix you guys up as much as possible. I'm going to be picking and choosing, though. So if your name doesn't get called, don't have a panic attack. I'm not doing this in a specific... I'm not doing it in a favoritism order. I'm not border... I'm not going to border it and save somebody for the end. But it's fun to give shout-outs to appreciate people, and it leads to stories. And we, I have a story about all of you, <laughs> so <laughs> except for Josh Leet, because all I knew was the Guildmaster thing. But I have a story about every one of you, and I'm going to tell it, and you're going to listen, and you're going to like it. Does that sum it up, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> he also hooked me up with... Uh... Got me into cryptocurrency. Oh, Josh did? Yeah. I was already mining Bitcoin at, before this. before, But, like, he got me into the other stuff, too. Like, all the other coins and what. Do you stuff. have Dogecoin? I do not. Okay. I have everything in... Well, not everything. But, like, what I do have is just Bitcoin and Ethereum. Okay. That's working out for you. Go for it. Maybe when I complete my certification, I'll be able to do some of that myself. Hey, if you need help, I'll hook you up. Get you started. Oh, I know. We've got stuff to talk about. <laughs> we have we have other stuff to talk about first that we've talked about before, but... True. Yes. Um, so, I would just like to point out that Ready Player One as an audiobook is amazing, read by Will Wheaton. I think I mentioned that last time. I just want to re-emphasize that. I am going to attempt Ready Player Two via audiobook next. Uh, I attempted the the the, the uh, paper read. I was not digging the sequel story. I'm going to see if an audiobook will help with that. It worked for The Shining. The, it was hard to sit down and read that book, but I listened to the audio version and I got super into it. So, we shall see. We shall, but yeah. Um, if I've attempted to start the first Game of Thrones book via audio, 
And I'm finding it to actually be a difficult listen just because of the complicated nature of all the names and everything involved. So I think for that one, I'm going to go back to... I'm going to go back to actually trying to read the physical copies. I think I might do better there because then I can like go back and re-reference stuff too. So we'll see. Have y'all ever done an audio book? Yeah, I've done a couple. What have you enjoyed? The Jim Dale Harry Potter ones. Oh yeah, I'm doing... He He does character voices. Oh yeah, I'm 100% doing the Harry Potter books. 100%. Oh, I did. I was reading Tom Sawyer at one point, but I got behind and I just found an audiobook of it and it's like super quick. <laughs> oh, see, so that would be better. interesting. I'd consider that. Um, assuming we still have it, it's it got two, three weeks ago, it got announced like fully with a full video and stuff. We haven't talked about it, though, is Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. Oh uh, yes, the the prequel show is coming. Prequel series about the Targaryens, like even a thousand years before. Yeah, it's a thousand years the before Mad- the events. Yeah. Well, isn't that a? Isn't that when um, what was the one Star Wars video game that took place like way back in the day? Was that Knights of the Old Republic, where it's like yeah, a yeah. thousand years before the, the events MMO. of the? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just there's really Sith, not. there's Sith and Jedi everywhere. So, uh, yeah, I really want Matt, like, Matt Smith is like the lead character. That's gonna be cool. Uh, so is you it? haven't. Oh, that is actually pretty cool. Hmm. Now y- you haven't watched Dragon Ball Kai yet, Dan, but. Nope. The voice actor for the new for that they used for Frieza, Chris Ayers, sadly passed away. And I loved his take on Frieza. And I really, really loved the way that voice turned out. So I was really sad to hear that. And I don't really know if uh what happened. I just know I've seen a lot of fellow voice actors posting their condolences and everything and so that that makes me really sad too, because it was it was really talented. I really loved the take. <sighs> and any any loss is, is sad when you're part of a fandom. So again, Yasha. <laughs> Hi, it's pup. Like you're a living creature or something. Well, that needs tell the tell the pup we're almost done. She can just relax for a few more minutes. He had COPD and emphysema, so he was all fucked up in the lungs. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah, but Critical Role campaigned oh. yesterday. I know, and I'm so mad, dude. I, I watched. I watched until the break. So don't don't even tell me. I wanted to watch yesterday, but I didn't have internet. <laughs> Apparently, it came back on. especially if you have been if you've watched everything Critical Role. I uh, I haven't watched every single episode, but like I don't know half of half of season one was kind of like really hard to watch because their audio levels were all over the place and oh dude when they were with Geek and Sundry it was a little rough yeah 
Yeah, it was a little. It was way rough. Dude, I told you what happened when I went back and for for the patrons. I was like, I'm going to upload the very first episode we ever did of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk for the patrons. And I started listening to it. I'm like, we sound like shit because we were all recording with rock band mics. <laughs> hey, we all got to start somewhere. Early critical role was that it was that Geek and Sundry and essentially they made a set and they move things around for different shows every day. And there's just you that kind of show where there's eight people and sometimes nine people speaking into microphones, you need a dedicated set set up for that shit. You really do. And then some of the early um live stage are kind of cringe too. Yeah, well, that that happens when you do stuff live. That's just something that will happen. I mean, that could go for us, too. When we did that one live recording, because you were getting my audio, that's when everybody realized how low you sound when you're on my end. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I did my best to fix that, but... My audio currently is coming in really low. Well, we'll see how this goes. But, yeah, I, I normally fix. By it. this point of the show, they're all they're all invested. So, yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> they they we've 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 got them by this point. We hooked them. I mean, what are they going to do? Get give so- us all your money. <laughs> what are they going to do? Get pissed at the audio and then suddenly take a vacation? Well, I mean, I guess they could do that if they go to emersoncotton.teletravel.com, sign up for motivational <laughs> <it> vacation. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sign up for motivational vacations. Plan their trip with Adrian Cotton. Mention CKCC Radio. You could win a voucher for a three-day, two-night getaway. EmersonCotton.Teletravel.com. And you don't pay anything to use his services. So why wouldn't you? I can shoehorn that plug in anywhere. Uh, Shout-outs to our friends at the Blake and Sal Show, celebrating their 400th episode. Congratulations, boys, on making it all the way to 400. Here's to you're, – you're, you're halfway to 1,000. You're going to be there soon. That 500's coming. 100 more episodes. You're getting there. Once you hit that 400 peak, I mean, you can't really stop at that point. And shout-outs to Mark and Brian at United We Fan. It was great having Mark on the podcast the other week. I can't wait to have him back. Shout-out to our friend Tom Dickinson over on YouTube with the Watch Me Cook show. Watch our good friend Tom, professional chef. He teaches it professionally. Watch him cook on YouTube. Learn a thing or two. Check out some of his recipes. Who knows what you can discover when you watch Tom's show. It's all of our – those are all of our uh, partners and – paid advertisement here but a lot of y'all got some free advertisement on the show too so you're welcome we have so many more shout outs to do we'll get more of those done next week next week is a halloween it it, it is halloween weekend so we got to do something fun for our halloween show should we open it up to the listeners is there any kind of interactive stuff we can do maybe we can have people uh, maybe I'll post in the group at some point this weekend and have people start listing out their Halloween traditions, uh, some of their favorite Halloween costumes they've done, places they've gone, 
you know, movies that they watch, TV episodes, all that stuff. We'll, we'll try to make it a big Halloween media event for next week's show. And I'll throw this out here right now. If we have any big-time Halloween fans that would like to come on and join us for next week's show, please let us know. We will do our best to accommodate you to the schedule. I do want to try to record that before the 31st, which is on a Sunday, so you guys can hear it on Halloween. That'd be That's what I want to do. I want to release the episode on Halloween Day. It's a way to entertain yourselves. You can listen to us while you take the kids trick-or-treating. So you can just or throw them out and then go back inside and listen to us anyway. Oh my god. Okay. Well. And for more life advice, please tune into next week's Nerd Table with Eric, where he'll teach you how to handle your children. By the way, whatever happened to the life advice segment? How come nobody wants life advice from Eric? It, it's so, almost you know like... what? something I've been missing lately is uh, give us a top ten challenge. Yeah, we haven't. You know what? Okay, how about we'll do that? We'll do a top ten challenge for next week's. We Halloween were doing theme show. I mean, we were doing too many at one point, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yes. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. I have had a dog, and I don't know if I'll have time to research anything other than puppy shit. So my top ten is probably going to be puppy toys. Top ten. Top, top ten shit. times that Eric went out to clean the dog shit. Top 10 stories. Oh, man. Well, there was 3 a.m. That sucked. No, my my least favorite time so far, I will share. It's disgusting. But the poop bag didn't hold the poop. (laughs) I held the poop. I was not having a fun time. I did not want to talk that day. Got to hold that poop. You held the poop. Hell, you know what? Here's the thing, Eric. This is why soap was invented. Yeah, but I still had to hold it until I got to the dumpster and then walk home. <laughs> All right, semantics now. Jeez. All right, well, that about does it. So we'll have a Halloween-themed show next week. All for y'all. Uh, oh, I... Of course, I forgot to do this until the very end of the show. I forgot to tell you guys the work story that involved you. Yet it didn't involve you. That was the 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 great day in South Carolina line. So I was qu- doing registers for, for trucks for the new year, stuff that they have to register. And I had to, I had to call the, uh, I guess, the equivalent of their, the DMV line in South Carolina. And when they answer the phone, their automated system... It's like, you know, thank you for calling the South Carolina, blah, blah, blah. It's a great day in South Carolina. And I'm like, I didn't realize I called Chick-fil-A. You've heard that line before, right? But it's a great day, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So I, I, I was messaging Chris Decker about that and laughing because he lives there now. And I'm like, hey, it's a great day in South Carolina. He's like, LOL, really? I'm like, well, apparently so, because that's what the peppy-ass lady on the phone said. So I was doing a registration for this one trucking company, and the thing they sent me, they could not have possibly used smaller text for this document that they sent. I actually strained my eyes so hard. I had to register like 25 trucks, and I strained my eyes so hard by the fifth one that I got pissed 
took a picture of the thing on my phone and zoomed in as far as possible on these blurry-ass letters because I was actually hurting my eyes. And the reason I thought of you two is because every single truck in the fleet was registered to one of two states. Would you care to guess <laughs> which states they were? Uh, I'm going to guess Wyoming and Colorado. You are wrong. Good day, sir. <laughs> I was like, am I, uh, am I, NC, NC. I'm like, I'm good. And the whole time, I'm like, fucking Eric and Dan. God damn it. Like, the, <laughs> just like cursing you guys out. And you had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and then the best part is I couldn't finish because the guy registered the same license plate to two of his trucks and the system kicked it back at me. I was like, you son of a bitch. And then he's like, oh, yeah, actually, this truck has this plate number. I'm like, well, yeah, it ain't going to be the same one. So uh, I was so done. I was so done with Michigan and North Carolina. So done with those states. Every time I was like, God damn. When I when I realized what was happening, I kind of started giggling to myself. And I'm like, I got to tell them this. They're going to find that funny. <laughs> like, I'm not laughing right now because I'm in a bad mood doing this. But but they'll find it funny. Oh, uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. It was. I, I, I knew you would you would enjoy or appreciate it. So. <clears throat> so, yeah. So that was uh, that was my little work story that involved you two without actually involving you two. And involve the places that you've chosen to live at, though. And I got some anger. Got some anger out of it, but yeah. But it was fun. Alright, that wraps up that. No more no more work stories. No more work. All play. <laughs> no work and all play makes us very, very happy, boys. So we're going to see you guys next week for a very special, spooky Halloween-themed edition of the show. We'll do some top ten challenges. We'll do some more interactive feedback stuff. And, by the way, when I post something in the group and I'm like, this would make a good topic for the show. Let's get some feedback. And then, like, no one responds. <laughs> I can't. I guess you were wrong. <laughs> this is not a good <laughs> this, I, I guess fuck me, then. This would not make a good topic for the show. <laughs> so, but... Brian Leon always responds to them, though, so I'm going to give him a short shout-out before he gets his big one, because at least he's That's a participating. It's a participation trophy event. Yeah. Now, I know I, it's a setting thing. I wonder if it's a thing, because I don't get any updates from the group I, until I click on it, and then I actually have to go through and see what everybody's been posting. But I don't see things normally. Like, it's not just it's not popping up in my timeline. Well, you're going to have to change that because, yeah. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> Did you see that thing I sent you? I saw it. You're terrible. <laughs> I am terrible. Yes. There's also, I also saw one that said Mark's safe. <sighs> God, we are horrible. People don't even know what we're talking about, but they can probably guess. No, that we're dumb, just... that freaking Mark safe thing, like, drives me nuts because it's like, I literally get, like, oh, I wish something awful would happen near me so I could be marked safe. And I'm like, the fuck am I, what? I want something awful to happen near me just so I could use some Facebook gimmick? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? My favorite was the thing kept, Facebook kept asking me if I was marked safe for, like, 
something that happened in Florida when I'd already moved back to PA. And it kept asking me over and over again. So finally, I was just like, yes, I'm safe. And then I, I posted something. I'm like, Facebook really wants to know you guys to know that I'm safe up here in Pennsylvania from like the hurricane that just hit. So I'm safe, guys. You happy now? Get, get Zuck off my ass. I'm safe, goddammit. And, and let me let me end this week's show with some very late-breaking news. This might affect how we do uh, shout-outs next week. Our friend Brittany just got engaged, Eric. What? Yep. She said yes. Name. She said yes. Yeah, I try not to say the girls' last names on the show because... A, we don't have that many girls that listen to us, sadly. Uh, but I also, I know how my gender is, and I just feel like it's better to not have people stalking them. Yeah, unfortunate. Unfortunate, but yes. But Brittany got engaged. Congratulations to you and Nick. Maybe we'll do a big shout-out for her next week so we can we can congratulate her more. But we're out of time, guys. So we'll see you guys Next week for the spooky Halloween nerd table. Where come wearing your best costume. And by that point, I'll have a picture of the costume I'm wearing to work on Friday. So y'all can see it. We'll see you guys next week.